Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You're invited to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Hi, I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. And I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. But we are here with the cutest one, and that is Janine, a.k.a. Retro Avocado. Hey, Janine. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Oh my god, thank you for coming. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Me too. I saw in your Instagram stories today that you were channeling The Rock for our <laughs> recording tonight. <laughs> I think you look great. So this is the visual. I've got the black turtleneck. I've got a gold <laughs> chain. And, you know, I think that as women, we need to reclaim the black turtleneck and gold <laughs> necklace look because, like, why has The Rock ruined this for us all? That's my mission. I love it. I think... He needs to reclaim it as well. Actually, <laughs> if anything, he's the only one that needs to reclaim it. He's the one that looks bad enough. You look great. I appreciate that. You're right. I think he needs to do like a marketing campaign or something. <laughs> and then like have women with him. It's like, Ooh. just make a new thing. So people don't say, oh, you look like The Rock today. <laughs> So we are here today to talk about how to lose a guy in 10 days. And as everyone knows, when I say talk about, I mean, like, we'll mention it a couple times, but really, we're just here to talk about whatever we want. Mostly ourselves, if we're being honest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But we will use it as a jumping off point. And just thinking about how to lose a guy in 10 days, it made me think of magazines Mm -hmm. but magazines were such a moment and i'm sad that print went away i still bring it on an airplane of course it's part of my like i will not die in an airplane routine (laughs) i just need my magazine and my ipod but i do really miss the way of the magazine for me as a 10 year old who requested a subscription to the national Enquirer for christmas i was like (laughs) all about it. Like that was why I went to the grocery store with my mom was like for that 15 minutes we waited in that long ass line and I got to like peruse the magazine. Oh, everything that I learned about makeup, life, marriage. I was reading marriage tips at age 12, my mom's a woman's world. Literally like I learned makeup tips. Like I was a 12 years old doing full face makeup for fun because of tips that I learned from magazines. Like I was obsessed. That's why this movie too, like that idea of being a, a magazine um, columnist or whatever. And obviously like the Carrie Bradshaw effect too. Like that was like, you've made it in life, especially like living in New York city and working at a magazine. And I, I'm not going to lie. Like I recently moved to New York city. So I'm like, should I apply to magazine and live? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Your very own Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Magazines were everything. I mean, I wish I kept, you know, all of my subscriptions, especially just for like the nostalgic, just looking back at the fashion tips. Mm-hmm. And I follow several accounts that do that. Yeah. It's awesome. I love to look back through all of those. Too. And I didn't save not one of them. <laughs> so, no, so it really yeah. makes looking back on them difficult. But I was one of those people whose walls were like covered in posters ripped out of the magazines, but not occasionally I would have the headshot sized ones that's just like the size of the magazine page. But the sweet spot was those middle pages that you could rip out and it unfolded four Mm -hmm. ways so that it was like full poster size. And I (laughs) I remember when I was figuring things out, there was one that had NSYNC under a waterfall on one side and then Britney Spears on the other. So like normally it was Britney, but then when I was alone, I was like, let's just see what the back looks like. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, and making collages, like the original, you know, like vision boards, right? I mean, I actually still have a binder that I made in high school. And the the front was all these words clipped out, like fashion and, you know, all all this randomness that I just clipped out. (laughs) Yeah, that was my, my room and my wall. My mom, like we did come to an agreement. There was a compromise made. There was a treaty where like I was allowed, there was one section of my room that I could do like whatever I wanted to, to the wall. (laughs) So it was just like covered in all of that. There were closing time lyrics written in permanent ink. There were bumper stickers. There were like all the things. And it was, it was like the original OG vision board. In permanent ink? Yeah, like Sharpie. (laughs) I would have. (laughs) Thank God you're not my child. Yeah, exactly. I love they give you that freedom, though, to express yourself. Yeah, and that translated into my early 20s, where I have just several terrible tattoos that are also in permanent (laughs) ink, that at the time were just, like, so meaningful. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning end. (gasps) Now, I do have to clarify, I do not have Closing Time lyrics tattooed on me, but iconic, actually. I have, like, the equivalent of that for whatever I got in, like, you know, 2007. See, I always knew I was a bubble head and that I would regret anything that I was interested in. I was like, if I get a tattoo, I'm going to hate it in five years, so I won't. But there was a time when I really, really thought about it, and I either wanted No Day But Today written across my full back, from shoulder blade to shoulder blade, No Day But Today, rent. Or... I asked one of my servers at Epcot Center how to say famous in Chinese so that I could get that right on my wrist. I don't have any tattoos, thank (laughs) God. (laughs) That's a pretty large spectrum of like, I'm either going to get... (laughs) <laughs> this giant ass back tattoo or a sensible Chinese symbol on my wrist. That says famous. <laughs> that says famous. I love that. No, you need to get famous on your back. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the Chinese symbol for rent on my wrist. Yeah, that's a plan. That's your first tattoo then. I don't have a tattoo either. And it's also because I'm afraid of commitment and I, I get tired of things like this yes. like I get tired of my hair like the next week after I get it done I get tired of fashion trends <laughs> so I'm like I don't think I'm the right person for a tattoo and then once Kim Kardashian said you wouldn't put a bumper sticker on a Bentley then I use that as my <laughs> excuse but like I don't believe <clears throat> that thinking I just it's easier to say that than say like I know that I don't like the same stuff as I liked a year ago right so. I can't commit to aesthetics <laughs> See, I look at my tattoos kind of like old journal entries. Like they still, even if I wouldn't have gotten it today, it still does remind me of like an era, but also much like journal entries from your teenage and tween years. They are slightly embarrassing to look back upon of like, ooh, 
Wow, really thought I was doing something there. <laughs> did you guys have Zangas? Because I did. Oh, I can. And like Zanga Live Journal, and mm-hmm. I I think that they deleted it. But the last time that I looked through it, I was appalled at my usage of the word pimpin. Every other mm. word, I'd be like, "This movie was so pimpin." My boyfriend is so pimpin. Literally, I was like, "Why was that the de facto adjective for everything?" <laughs> like, I probably would have gotten a tattoo of pimpin. <laughs> It was totally pimpin, for reals, with a Z, which is another phrase that I use. Like, literally that phrase exact, totally pimpin' for reals. Anyway. So, Janine, our listeners know Chelsea and I pretty well, a little too well, some would say. (laughs) But I want to give people a chance to know you. So since we are talking so heavily about magazines, I brought a magazine quiz for you to do right now so that we can really dive into your psyche. And this quiz is... Best friend or crush? Who's number one for you? <laughs> so your first question is, your BFF and crush need to talk to you pronto. Who do you talk to first? Your best friend or your crush? Um, Crush, who I guess would be husband in my case, because like I'm, I'm old. <laughs> me too. All of us, <laughs> All of actually. Us. Do I need to respond as me now or me like oh, when I was good in high school? <laughs> we can do now. We can okay, do now. Okay. Yeah, I would say we'll, we'll call him crush. Okay, perfect. So you're crush has tickets to see good charlotte on the same night you always watch summerland with your friends do you go to the concert or do you watch summerland go to the concert good answer your crush wants to eat at mcdonald's and your best friend wants to eat at taco bell where do you go (laughs) taco bell perfect your crush has the answers to a test you didn't study for but your best friend says don't do it what do you do take the answers or bomb the test Wait, why would she say don't do it? <laughs> she wanted you to study and you didn't, Janine. She expects more from you. Yeah. Um, no, she doesn't. Um, I'll go with crush. <laughs> okay. And last question. Your best friend hates your new hairstyle and your crush loves it. Are you happy or sad? <laughs> I didn't see that's the direction we were going mm, in. But. Um, if my best friend hated it, I would be sad. Okay. Because my crush would love everything I do, even if it was horrible, which I have real life experience. I literally got the world's worst haircut of all time. It was so bad. (laughs) And he was like, oh, like, that's interesting. Like, yeah, I like (laughs) it. so sweet, though. (laughs) He had to use interesting as the descriptor. Yeah. (laughs) So your answer then, Janine, is... You and Ashley Simpson are total free spirits who'd rather chill with their best buds. Boys are great and all, but they just can't give you the trust, love, and support that your girlfriends can. There's plenty of time for boys in the future. Right now, you and your girls are having fun. I love that. And I love that Ashley Simpson's my BFF in this scenario. Me too. Your other option, if you didn't get Ashley, you would have gotten um, Pete Davidson. Oh. No, wait, Pete West. Oh, I was like, Pete Davidson. I'm like, I know that he's all over the place, but my God, I wasn't aware he was a time traveler now. What if I wrote this quiz right before I got on? <laughs> all right. So that that's enough of that. Let's jump into this movie then, because that yes. is what we're here for. It was released February 7th, 2003. And I swear we didn't do that on purpose, but that is this week. So we're really just celebrating the anniversary. No, we did. We're oh, so Oh, yeah, we did it on, on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who are like, what was happening February 7th, 2003? I'm here to put you in that mindset. All I Have by LL Cool J and Jennifer Lopez was the number one song. And the same day this movie was released, Deliver Us from Eva was also in theaters. So 
big things happening in 2003. Mm-hmm. This movie was directed by Donald Petrie, who also directed Miss Congeniality, Grumpy Old Men, Mystic Pizza, and Richie Rich. So really just <laughs> a little all over the place, but all good ones. Definitely. Especially Miss Congeniality. Oh, for sure. That was the first one I saw that he directed, and I was like, oh, okay, I love his work. And then we went on to, like, Richie Rich, Grumpy Old Men. I said, okay, a little less, but mm-hmm. he still has some bangs. Especially for that era. Yeah. His work was pimping, we'll say. <laughs> It was real. So before we get into the plot, I do have just a little bit of trivia I would like to share. First of all, Kate Hudson is incredible. That's not really trivia, just a fact. But to back that fact up, thank you. Thank you. You've come to the right place. To back that fact up, I found that so much of her, like, scenes in this movie especially when she was unhinged was all improvised Hmm. that's boys night kissing ben a lot when she brought him the dog the dialogue during the family album scene all made up by one wow i love that yeah that's pretty awesome i didn't know that talent runs in that family (laughs) you heard it here first so also and i'm not a jewelry person but i am a money person so I didn't know what this meant right off the bat. And then I saw numbers. I said, oh, God, all the jewelry in this movie combined has a worth of $14,200,000. I know. Yeah. I mean, it looked like some heavy stuff. They were really frosting themselves. (laughs) (laughs) They were. And I tell that to my husband all of the time with no context, really. I just say, frost yourself. And then he has to figure out what's going on. I love that. I totally forgot about that phrase. We need to bring that back in our vernacular. Yes. That can be the campaign we do to bring back turtlenecks and gold necklaces. (laughs) The rock. Frost Frost yourself. yourself. (laughs) Yeah, that was a gorgeous necklace. I I had forgotten about that. That, I mean, that whole outfit too with the yellow Mm -hmm. dress. The thing is like that specific outfit, like that dress and that necklace and the hair, like that's so timeless. Now, I can't say that for a lot of the other fashion in that movie. (laughs) I was like, I forgot how popular just like cardigans were. I was like, are y'all elementary school teachers? (laughs) But that was the style. This was the same time period where like slacks were just a thing we wore like I was like a middle schooler looking like I was about to be like a young professional working in an office like why was I wearing slacks (laughs) in khaki this was like the khaki era I remember the gap campaign with Sarah Jessica Parker that came out and it was like khaki and like the cardigans like that was the thing and that really continued on until like the late 2000s and you think about like what not to wear and and all the outfits they wore like I literally made a meme one time and it was like outfits from what not to wear that say can I speak to a manager you know because <laughs> yes. literally all of them that they suggested it was like business casual only Stacey and Clinton were all about like the business blazer just for some structure oh, yes, the blazers. You know? <laughs> but um that dress it's so timeless. Like someone could wear that on the red carpet today mm-hmm. and it would be best dressed. And what I found fascinating in my research, they picked the necklace first and then designed a dress based mm. on the necklace she was going to wear. So the dress was really just second thought. I love that. Me too. It looked gorgeous uh, on her. It did. She's so pretty in that dress. Janine, before you give us a synopsis, I do need to know, and I'm very nervous, Chelsea, have you seen this movie before? I have. I can proudly say that I have. And not only have I, I'm going to add to our collection of episodes where we say this is the best soundtrack of all time. Not because I actually think it is, but my friend left her burned copy of the soundtrack in my car. And so it was like the CD that I listened to when I was driving for like many many Mm. years 
I love this. So good. I also have to say, re-watching this movie, our friend, friend of the cuties, Lucy on the Ground, who did the She's the Man episode with us, she posted something that I cannot unsee, and I need to just like ruin it for our <laughs> listeners as well. Kate Hudson's dry, broken hair in this movie was like <laughs> such a sign of the times that we have like yes. one of the most stunningly beautiful women having like little tiny fry. <laughs> antennae shooting out of her head. It was just like such a moment in time that we were walking around with piles of hay on our head during this time period. <laughs> the just pale, non-dimensional blonde. Yes. Horrible. Like that was my first thought. I was like, why is her hair so bad? I don't so remember bad. it being this bad. Me the neither. only scene that it looks good in is after she gets boinked in that bathroom and there's like loose curls and I'm like, finally, yes. some moisture. My God. Yes. And again, she works for a fashion magazine. Yes. Oh, God. So we've reached the part of the show, Janine, where we put the pressure on you. So you have one minute on the clock to give us a brief synopsis of this movie. Okay, here's my synopsis. Um, So it's basically two hot people are like screwing around with each other for clout. And it all works out in the end because they're hot. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Nailed it. We can go home. So the movie begins with Andy Anderson, Composure Magazine's how-to girl, wanting to write something more meaningful than a how-to article. We'll get to this later, but I think that's a dream job. And it makes me mad that she wants to, like, think for a living. (laughs) Like, you're paid to get out of tickets and, like, skip a bill. And instead, you'd rather write about politics. Okay. (laughs) I know, right? I was like, no, this sounds like the dream. Write about shoes. Yeah. I'd love to just tell you, like, my favorite shoes of the moment. Two things. (laughs) We need to address right off the bat. I cannot move a single second past this without bringing it up. Why did her parents name her Andy Anderson? Just putting that out there. (laughs) And then he's named Benjamin Barry. Like, and I, for the longest time, I thought, like, this must mean something. This is the kind of article Andy wants to write. Like, why does she have two A initials and he has two B initials? And it's never talked about. Never talked about. Number two, (laughs) I love that this movie begins with her writing an article that brings peace to another country. It's like, baby, apply for (laughs) CNN or like at least the Daily Show. Like maybe you need another job. She's straight up like confused that Composure Magazine isn't looking for war coverage. She's like genuinely surprised that her editor's like, no. I know. (laughs) It's just like that era where it was almost looked down on, you know, to like, oh, it's like this flighty women's stuff. And like, I feel like in this day and age, we've circled back to like, write about whatever you want. Or like, you know, we have like the influencer era. And I mean, I guess some people hate on that, but it's okay to be a girl and like girly. I mean, we have an entire podcast where we just talk about (laughs) stupid ass movies. Right. (laughs) I think we have totally like the pendulum has swung and now it's like acceptable and okay to like nonsense again. But this Mm -hmm. was definitely the era, especially for women, I think. And I hate this stereotype too because i think it still perpetuates nonsense but like the pick me girl yes this was the era of we want to be the pick me girl because i'm not like other girls because i want to write about war and i drink budweiser and i like basketball games you know and it's like that's great but also it's great if you like shoes i totally had the same thought i was like yeah this is the precursor to the oh you're pick me kind of comes from because that whole era Mm -hmm. she was seen as the hero for you know quitting her job because she wanted to write about meaningful things so it it is funny just how society like 
Well, thank God it did, or else I wouldn't be here. Same. I'm like, I just make like nostalgia memes and I just do goofy things. I don't want to do anything else. (laughs) Right. Right. So one of her best friends, Michelle, is kind of pathetic. And I'm allowed to say she's pathetic because I am Michelle. But (laughs) she's the kind of girl to say I love you after two days and then call repeatedly from a blocked number if he dumps you. But back to me being Michelle. (laughs) When I was watching this movie, every time Kate Hudson would do something unhinge my husband would say like that's something you would do so i really want to paint the picture that it's not just me self-deprecating even my husband knows that i'm (laughs) crazy so there was a boy in college that i really really liked and he didn't like me so then to make him like me you should to make him like me i made a fake facebook account of this boy that i was dating from another school and it was like clearly a model and i catfish we sent messages back and forth to myself from donnie to my boyfriend my boyfriend to donnie and then i would show like read them to this boy that i like thinking that if he knew i was taken then he'd come get me he didn't (laughs) oh no i love the effort though thank you i really put in work see i'm also a crazy girl but i'm not that brand of crazy Mm. i'm like the i will slowly burn your life to the ground while i watch from afar type of crazy like i truly i remind dr bald about once a week that he has never seen my full potential because he's never pushed me there. Like he's never done anything to me to warrant that, but it's in me. It's, it's dormant. But if it ever was triggered, like I could gone girl someone. Oh, so my husband (laughs) put a ban on gone girl in this house because I go into like two mood swings where I'm like, she's right. I would have done the same. And then he's like, okay, no. Has he banned Midsummer? Have you watched Midsummer? (laughs) Uh huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I agree eyes. with that as well. <laughs> Your eyes just went dark as you said, uh huh. <laughs> no, no, that was editing. That was software glitch. <laughs> yeah, but I, I understand, Michelle. Like, I have been dating, well, I've been with my husband for 10 years now. And there are still days when I bring up that, like, the first time I was supposed to meet his friends, oh he didn't answer the door for five minutes because he didn't hear the doorbell. And I don't bring it up in, like, a ha-ha, remember way. I bring it up, like, remember when you did this? <laughs> I'm still traumatized. Yeah, this is when Janine logs well, out because I'm God, so can we send Quinn, like, an edible arrangement or something? <laughs> like, that poor man. My God. Uh, truly. <laughs> and what is even better is, just like your husband, Chelsea, he still hasn't seen what I'm capable of. Like, <laughs> this is the presentation. The tip of the iceberg. You're putting your best foot forward. Listen, you gotta, like, gotta be you. That's authentic. Thank you. you know? You can't pretend to be chill if you're not chill. Being chill is overrated. Right. You know? Right. Being extra <laughs> is in. Janine, like, you, don't need to, you don't need to enable him. He enables himself just fine. <laughs> he doesn't need a hype man. No, I do, actually. Oh so thank you for that. So, so Andy's editor decides Michelle being a loser would make a great story and has Andy write an article called How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, where she'll do everything that Michelle does to get rid of a man. I love that Michelle's personal life is so pathetic that there was literally no option but to write about it. Like the editor throws it out and is like, somebody is going to be writing about what a sad sack Michelle is. And so Andy's like, all right, I'll take one for the team. I'll do it. I would argue, like, 
Andy's spin on it is way meaner. The original article was basically just to like write an article about Michelle's breakup and why she's sad and what happened there. And Andy's like, no, no, no. I'm going to tell my readers exactly what not to do when you date based on a true story. You will be my inspiration. Love you, Shelly. You suck. (laughs) I'm like, God, this is fucking mean. It is. When you put it like that. And then Michelle thanks her. Michelle's like, thank you. It's like, might I suggest therapy? Like, your best friend is <laughs> yeah, writing right? an article about you. I love Catherine Hahn, though. She's she's awesome. Did you know that's who it was, Chelsea? I did. Oh, did you? Okay, thank you. Yeah, I know, I know Catherine Hahn. <laughs> By name? I did. Well, well, yeah. Okay, all right, moving on. So, so Andy goes to a bar to pick out a man to write the article about, and not so coincidentally, she's asked out by Benjamin Barry, an advertising executive who has to make a girl fall in love with him in 10 days in order to get a big client for his agency or something. I don't watch Mad Men, so I don't fully understand advertising, but like that is basically the gist with his plot line. Yeah. Which is just disgusting this went through many levels like it was his idea and then a boss said oh yes make a girl fall in love with you in 10 days and then you can have this okay i i'm really trying i know it does not seem like it i am really trying to not be the president of alfalfa's rival gang the (laughs) she woman man haters club but these movies are really testing my women's studies degree (laughs) Men of the 2000s were objectively the fucking worst, and Benny Boo Boo is no different, because (laughs) this fucking man, this motherfucker, he's terrible. Like, he shows up to a business dinner that he was not invited to, because he's like, no, 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 diamonds and jewelry? Surely me, a straight white male, deserves to be the voice of this space as well. Certainly I can't not be in charge of this. This belongs to me, so I will claim it as such. It's like, do you know the type of man who does respect women? That man does not say, I love women. I respect women. I listen to women. And that's why I can sell myself to a woman anytime, anywhere. It's like, (laughs) fuck you, Ben. Yeah, it's also like, it's a very different thing to sell a woman a product and and then to try to win someone over, like, Like, romantically. Why is this a transferable skill? It's actually the opposite. It's like the male and female gaze, right? It's like, you're not going to sell to a woman with the male gaze. You're going to sell to a woman with... Not whatever gaze he's sort of I work in marketing, so it, it's just <laughs> hilarious to me. Like, I just can't imagine. You've never done a pitch where you're like, I'm going to make this man fall in love with me. And then yeah. you got to give me the big account. And see? all my clients are like nonprofits, like middle-aged <laughs> men. Like, so just like, yeah, I'm going to make him fall in love with me. Bonus point if I get to fuck him. So <laughs> men of that time, yeah. They're, they're a piece of work for a sure. A piece of something. All the stereotypes. And I'm like, I feel like this movie hit like every trope you can think of for like a rom-com of that oh, era yeah. like every single one it was funny because i was reading rotten tomatoes reviews which they <laughs> trashed this movie i was like wait i thought this right. was like a popular movie everyone loved but i mean you know the critics they were smarter than me yet, you know, <laughs> i mean to be years. clear i loved this movie and i was oh, yeah. really enjoying the rewatch but terrible people everybody involved oh yeah it's like seinfeld i enjoyed watching it they're all terrible <laughs> So on their first date, Andy asks if Ben believes that all is fair in love and war, and they both say yes. I think that's crazy, but I also say yes. 
because I'm crazy. <laughs> oh, God. I never really understood that phrase. Like, why are we comparing love and war? War literally kills people. Yeah, you know? but it's the two places where anything is fair. Like, you can do anything to kill someone, or you can do anything to make someone fall, trick someone to fall in love with you. Mm. <laughs> I I agree with you. I, I've never fully understood that <laughs> phrase either. <laughs> I've also been like, okay. And like, the fact that, like, they just say it, and that absolves <laughs> them of any yes. guilt, you know? And even though neither of them actually know yes. what the other one means by it, like, that was funny. It's like, okay, let's just say this phrase. And we can just overlook this because they said all's fair in love. Yeah, don't you kind of feel like that was like her weird, like mental gymnastics version of consent? She's like, all right, I said all's fair in love and war. And he said yes. So game on. I get to burn his life to the ground. Let's go. So with that said, I know, like, I believe it and I agree with it. But because I know how to trick someone into falling in love with me, I would never say That's it. your problem. Right. Your problem yeah. is that she was so upfront <laughs> about it. Yeah, because either way, like, she said it, so she's clearly crazy. He said yes, yeah, so he's clearly crazy. You don't want to pair up with either one of these. I mm-hmm. think it. And don't say it until year 10 of the relationship. You have full crazy eyes this episode, Donnie. Like, <laughs> you have gone to a place, and I'm frightened. Well, that I really had to, like mash a lot of this outline together like she terrorizes them for 25 minutes and then this because when i was listing it one by one i had stories for everything and i was like no i can't i can't i can't just spend an hour saying all of these crazy things i've said you just need a spinoff where it's just you like being crazy yeah me and che diaz (laughs) so andy leaves her purse in ben's apartment so that he finds nick's tickets um and then he invites himself as her plus one okay number one i understand the strategy of leaving something behind like a sweater or an earring but an entire purse like how did she get into her apartment after this date now i do say that as someone who frequently loses my entire life and also (laughs) recently left my keys in the ignition running in my car for an entire work day in the parking lot. So ADHD gang, rise up. So (laughs) I guess like anything is possible and leaving a purse, fine. But once again, this man, he's like, oh, you were going to bring somebody else to this really important game that was super hard to get tickets to? No, me, a man that you met 14 hours ago, I deserve (laughs) those tickets. Thank you. And like, yes, I know she meant that, but... This man and his entitlement. My God. Watch from the <laughs> right. bar, you loser. That's all. Go ahead, Donnie. Okay, thank you. Now I forget what I was saying. But they make it on the kiss cam, and then with only a minute left in the game, she asks him to get her a soda so that he misses the end of the game. And we're supposed to feel like this is a pretty bad date. Like, that ruins the whole date. Is <laughs> it enough? Like, should he have said, okay, this is the line, or would he see her again? Because you have to realize, I don't know what normal people do on dates, because cuckoo. I feel like this might be something I accidentally do without realizing. Mm. So I'm hoping that a person would, I mean, I guess my husband saw me again after many things I did. I think (laughs) compared to what she does later in this movie, this is the warm-up act. I feel like this is just like little tiny red flags that this might have been a one-off. Like if it was a one-time thing, they still had a Mm -hmm. lovely evening. They were shouting at their sports players and such. So I don't think this would ruin the evening as much as like the shit she does later on. Okay. 
that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't know, but it did annoy me. Like, the thing is, I'm the type of person, like, I hate inconveniencing people, like, yeah. so much. It, like, made me cringe to think about, like, doing something, like, even having to play that character. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I would just feel, like, so bad making them do this. Are you the type of person that, like, if you are at a restaurant and they bring you, like, the completely wrong entree, you're like, thank you so much. I didn't know that I wanted oh, yeah. I was this. Like, eh, fine, I'll eat it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Ben makes dinner for Andy at his apartment and she practically moves in. She brings like a comforter, bathroom decorations, a baby fern to symbolize their relationship. But he has his eyes on the prize and he won't break up with her even though she continues to terrorize him. So she like lies about being a vegetarian gets him beat up at a movie theater she is just really doing her best to write this article now i will say about the movie you've shared tonight donnie the things that you do that are similar to andy i am a movie talker i wouldn't make him like get beat up over it because i know that i'm in the wrong but i just i'm not known for my impulse control so i am a movie Mm -hmm. talker and Actually, Dr. Bald, my husband, not a medical doctor, just a man that went bald at 22. (laughs) His greatest fear, besides his actual fear, is that we're at a restaurant and his food never comes. That's like legitimately (laughs) his biggest fear. His second biggest fear is that we will get kicked out of a theater because of my talking. (laughs) And Mm. recently we went and saw Moonfall. You're not allowed to talk about the night you saw Moonfall. (laughs) I know. I know. I didn't see Scream. Instead, I saw the newest disaster movie on opening weekend, and it was wonderful. I laughed. I cried. I laughed that I cried. It had everything. I love a shitty-ass disaster (laughs) movie. Anywho, Dr. Bald brought a pad of paper and a pen, (laughs) and I start talking to him in the movie, and he breaks it out, and he gives it to me. like He had (laughs) planned ahead for my movie talking. This is how much I do it. (laughs) Oh, my God. I started going to, because I used to get the same way your husband does. Like, it drives me crazy that Quinn talks. And he doesn't even talk a lot. I whisper. Still, that's not the place for it. Save it. So now we started going to Alamo Draft House so that the staff kicks you out and I don't have to be the bitch. So, like, I know that if he talks too much, he'll get kicked out. And then I'm not the problem in the relationship. Oh, I've been to Alamo Draft House once, but see, it wasn't a pleasant experience because you got kicked out. <laughs> you talk too much. No, I didn't get kicked out, but I literally like I would open my mouth to take a sip of my drink, and he would glare at me, like because he was worried then that we were gonna get kicked out. He's a wonderful, wonderful man. No, I, I, I do talk. I a might lot. try to steal your husband. I've never been more in love. This is <laughs> this is my dream man. You and Quinn can be together. That's fine. We'll have a nice time. We'll have great conversation about the movie. In the movie. <laughs> I guess my husband's, we're on the same playing field when it comes to movies. Like, what annoys me even more is when I'm watching a movie at home with, like, my family and my mom is, what's happening? Why are they doing this? Like, that annoys me worse even than someone talking in a movie mm-hmm. theater almost because, like, I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it for the first time, too. I'm like, I'm sure yeah. they'll explain this. And, like, she's like, huh? It's confusing. <laughs> She's German, so I'm giving her German. I, I, don't understand I don't understand what's happening. I'm like, just watch it. And it'll be like one minute in. Huh? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like that, I want to murder. Yeah, my dad's a big guesser. And like I said, I'm stupid. So, so there's a lot of things in movies, like with twists and stuff, I would never see coming. But then because he has already guessed every single possible thing that could ever happen. Oh, that would annoy then me. Then I know it. So he's I'm like, a guesser. I hate I'm it. I'm a guesser. 
Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, remember <laughs> when you made me watch – what did you make me watch? Teaching Mrs. Tingle and I kept waiting for there to be witchcraft. Yeah. Like, I, for whatever reason, I think the cover of the movie, I thought there would be witches. And- well, I don't know if it's the cover. You also thought witchcraft <laughs> would be in Cruel Intention. That's true. I just love witches. <laughs> <don't> <laughs> Manifesting. Anywho. Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash I am the cute one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the force when no one's looking or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that I've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby Yoda. And again, that I refuse to stop calling it Baby Yoda. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns you 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 spent, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. While geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code CUTE1, right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Oh, that's clever. Sideshow. Like Sideshow.com? I get it. So Andy steps her game up by naming his penis Princess Sophia, tricking him into going to a Celine Dion concert. So he breaks up with her for one minute and then realizes like, oh my God, I can't <laughs> frost myself if I, if I break up with her. So, so they instead decide to go to couples counseling after like three days. Probably not for the best in terms of long-term relationship, but I'm not here to judge. So Andy has her pathetic friend pretend to be a couples therapist, and Michelle suggests that they go meet Ben's parents for the weekend. Okay. (laughs) 
Yeah, this was actually like a pretty good meeting of the parents situation. Like overall, considering, I mean, I know this is like the turning point in the movie where we're like, oh, they're meant to be, they're soulmates. I had two pretty insane meeting of the parents stories for me and Dr. Bald. He met my entire family, my best friends, like my extended family before we were even officially dating. Because as we know, I'm a birthday monster, as are you. Now that's what I call Donnie, (laughs) by the way. But when I turned 21, it was an affair. So my poor husband, who had basically been like a casual hookup for a couple months, he showed up and was expecting like what he thought would be like a normal person birthday party. And instead he walked into like a family reunion where I was like essentially accepting a lifetime achievement award for like two weeks straight. (laughs) It went well. He met everybody, made a great first impression, just like casually ripped off the bandaid and met everybody important to me in my entire life that night. I did not warn him because I didn't think it was weird. I was like, oh, this isn't how everybody celebrates their birthday. But then when I met his parents, I was super, super nervous. So I did what any normal person would do. And I made my husband, my now husband at the time boyfriend, stop at the first piercing shop that we saw when we got into his parents' like small ass country town. It was Not up to health code. I can put it lightly. This man who pierced my nose on my way to meet my future in-laws burped in my face as he was piercing my nose. And then he proceeded to give me like a bull ring. Like this, I can't even explain to you like the size of the hoop in my nostril. And of course, like once it's done, you know, I'm red, I'm swollen. I now like have a branding and I just show up and meet his parents and they're like, nice to meet you. Oh my God. So, that's oh my, my gosh. story. That's hilarious. That's a bold move. I commend you though. Like, so stupid. It's like slightly chaotic, but not really, but just, just enough like chaotic I energy. I think it set the tone. I think that that set the tone for like, they understood what they were getting mm. with me. You know, like they knew now, okay, our future daughter-in-law, kind of crazy. Kind of fun. I'm like half Italian. I'm kind of loud and I kind of say what I'm thinking and animated. And my husband's family, they're from the South. I mean, I'm from the South technically. I won't get into it. Anyway, they're like the genteel Southern family. They do not speak up at the dinner table about anything that could be slightly offensive. Like they are very quiet. You keep your problems to yourself. You are not dramatic. Well, (laughs) they did not know how to handle me at first because I rolled in like, well, you would not believe what happened today. And I was like, yeah, like my dad was like, didn't quite know how to take you at first. But like they they understood like how how you are now. Bless your heart. Yeah. um, So it was funny. But, you know, I I think they like me. All right. So Ben and Andy are having such a great time at his house that both of them seem to have forgotten what their mission was. And they have sex in his childhood bathroom to Chantel Cruix. It feels like home to me, which fun fact was on one volume of now. That's what I call Donnie. (laughs) My birthday souvenir. Wait, wait, you made a a birthday souvenir. Now that's what I call Donnie. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Every year I would make, obsessed. not a playlist, a full burn CD that I would hand out to my guests as they left. Thank we you for coming. We need to have Now That's What I Call Donnie merch or something. We'll have to ask the listeners what they want for Donnie Appreciation Month, since I assume that you're making us all participate this year. Oh, everyone will be celebrating. Yeah. Like I love that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Now about this bathroom sex scene. 
Okay, first of all, mom, just like push fast forward like one minute. This is not going to be long, but just please, mom, love you. Thank you for the support. Just hit ahead. So I know that last week, Donnie, you were horrified by how I normalized having my first kiss under a kitchen table at a Halloween party. Uh I'm starting to realize that maybe I'm just an expeditionist because I lost my virginity at a party in a bathroom. So this scene was really just like coming home for me. See what I did there? (laughs) It feels like home. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. I'll put that on now. That's what <laughs> that's I so funny. About. I do think that was an interesting, like, first uh, what, in the shower. Like, that's kind of a more like I feel like deeper in relationship sort of thing to even attempt. Yeah. I guess they didn't have anywhere else to go. But where were they sleeping? They must have had <laughs> right. somewhere else to go. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> this is weird because like you just know it was like awkward. That's all I could think about. Yeah. I don't know. It's not something I personally enjoy. <laughs> and it looked like a small house, too. Not just a small room. So, like, the kitchen was probably right outside of that bathroom. And there the mom was The acoustics cooking. in there were not going to be, like, muffling any sounds. Exactly. Maybe it would be like my shower situation where we walked out and the party erupted into applause. So maybe the oh. family would have been like... Oh my god, that's like easy A. I Say wish they would have had a scene of, of something like that. Like even if it was just like the random uncle just like nodding in a bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. We we need to tie back to the family. I mean, you know? Yeah. They should have come out and they would have been like, Oh, sorry, I was just helping her with the shower in there and then the grandpa's like, Oh, bullshit. That would have been good. <laughs> So so Ben invites her to the gala for the diamond account. And at the party, Ben and Andy find out they've been lying to each other for the past 10 days. So the <laughs> only thing to do is to pull each other up on stage for a duet, which I really do mean that is the only thing to do. If there is not a musical number in a rom-com... I know right off the bat it's trash. I do enjoy that Benjamin's version is like a Bob Dylan cover where he's like, you're so vain. It's like, <laughs> you have not talked like this the entire movie. And now this is your like artistic vision for this cover. Loved it. This movie ruined how I do karaoke to this song, at least, because I can't just sing it regular. Now I have to say, <laughs> Benjamin Barry, don't you, don't you. It really ruined me. Uh, more so, it ruined everyone's experience at the karaoke. No, I'm sure it only would enhance their experience. <laughs> Thank we you. We need layers in a career. Um, I just kept thinking in the movie, I'm like, like this is like a fancy gala. Like, this is a big thing. And just these two random people, like, obviously just fighting and yeah. being chaotic. I was like, this is this is really bad energy. Like, if I was his boss, I'd be like, yeah, dude. You just lost the account. And I didn't realize, Janine, until you just said it, they are just like, to the average party goer, they are just average people. Like, I've been following them for an hour and a half, and they're like at the top of their respective companies, but not even the top, but like, they work in good jobs. But these people that are attending this gala, this is just too drunk 20-something. <laughs> you know the Diamond Man was like, damn, I gave her the most expensive necklace. This is the horse I bet on and look at her now. Right. Uh, just amusing. <laughs> so Andy goes a little off script with her article and her editor tells her she's now free to write about whatever she wants because she wrote like the never been kissed equivalent of Mm -hmm. this article. It was very much like, I fell in love and then I lost him. So now she's allowed to write about whatever she wants, as long as it's shoes, laser therapy, dressing for your body. So Andy quits and 
is headed to an interview in Washington when Ben tracks her down on his motorcycle with the love fern and stops her and everything's forgiven. I will say, I don't know if this is the first time I watched this movie with my eyes open or what, but every other time I've watched this movie, I thought she was moving to Washington, not just right taking an interview there. and again typical fucking ben like let's distract her before her big interview and make her late he's like no 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 me a man who has still not apologized for using your emotions for my own personal gain but will <laughs> accept your apology thank you very much i know what's best for you so taxi man take her luggage back to her house she will not be getting her dream job today in fact she has everything she could ever need me (laughs) right and i'm like she actually doesn't have a job like she's unemployed at this moment in time right Right. unless he's gonna use the frost yourself to pay for her existence like maybe he got that deal (laughs) and they were like you're getting a raise you you get anything you want because like the girl's living in new york city and doesn't have a job and that's a problem and they've known each other at that point so i guess 11 days (laughs) Yeah, it's like yeah. don't worry about a job i got you certainly nothing could go wrong right. here you've already tricked me once you'll never <laughs> trick me again no and was she going to the airport or was she taking a cab from new york to washington dc i feel like she was driving to dc in that taxi it's a good question i think so. well good thing that yeah. it wasn't you in that taxi donnie they'd have to sit through four hours of josie the pussycat <laughs> that's an expensive taxi also I hope it was the airport. Uh. Well, then she's losing a flight, too. Right. Mm. He's got money, I guess. Right? Frost yourself. Yeah, he's frosted himself. (laughs) He's pimping. (laughs) Well, let's move on to if we were to recast this movie in a remake, who we would want to cast. I want to give a disclaimer at the top of this segment that I was in... (laughs) Donnie just gave me the, like mom in a grocery store look that's like you better fucking behave you better get it together now i was told earlier today that i have not been appreciating donnie's casting enough so i will be Mm -hmm. displaying a lot of gusto so donnie you go first we'll go then to janine and then to me who did remember to do this assignment this week thank you very much okay sure so as as andy i have elizabeth olsen (gasps) Wow. Shut up. As Ben, Michael B. Jordan, and as the editor, Priyanka Chopra, Nick hmm. Jonas's. Interesting. Okay. okay, that's yeah. a good one. And I'm not Thank even just you. saying that because you have a gun. Because <laughs> I yelled at you, right? <laughs> what about you? Um. Okay, so I'm thinking for Andy Emma Stone. Ooh, okay. I feel like she has a level of unhingedness. I feel like she could do that really well. I really had a hard time casting Benny Boo Boo. Uh, (laughs) I was thinking, okay, what about someone who can also kind of play a little unhinged, but also is kind of weirdly attractive? Penn Badgley. And they were together in Easy A. So we love a reunion. Yeah. I I feel like that could be a good couple. I also feel like they did like a reboot or something. Like you, maybe it would be like two women. Like maybe it would be like a little like, you know, lesbian visibility moment. Um, Mm -hmm. That could be interesting. Which now that you're saying that, I will tell you when you talked about the male and female gays earlier, that's what I thought you meant. I thought you meant like lesbians oh, and gay no, men. No, no, no. It's like a G A Z E. That's finally. so funny. Donnie <laughs> has the gay gaze. 
So I did complete the assignment this week. I did remember. So thank you very much. I'll be taking my awards after the show. I thought about like the epitome of that like pick me girl stereotype. And I think Jennifer Lawrence could do it really well. Ooh, yeah. Of like the drinking beer, I'm one of the guys type of characters. I originally said Bradley Cooper for the douche canoe because they've worked together in the past and he like plays that part well. But then I do have this issue with whatever I'm watching right now is like <laughs> in the front of my brain. And I was thinking also like who's hot and also could bring humor to this role. And I'm watching Peacemaker. So I'm going to say John Cena. John he Cena. would be good. And then yeah. for the two best friends, I have Casey Wilson and Mindy Kaling. Oh, yes. And that's as far as I got. But I really tried this week, Donnie, just for you. That was great. And actually, I originally had Mindy Kaling as the editor. But then Ooh. I just answered her recently. So I had to change it or you would yell at me. I mean, not anymore. <laughs> the bar is low. Sometimes I could just forget to play. <laughs> So final thoughts, what for us about this movie aged well and what aged like blockbuster? I actually feel like it aged better than I thought. I was like, huh, because the other movies around this time really Ooh. have terrible jokes and like terrible stuff. Yeah. I mean, for me, the only thing that was kind of like, there's a lot of like fat phobia. Yeah. I was just like cringing. Like, there was, yes. that was the one thing that I noticed a lot of beyond just, just the kind of, you know, sexist slight tropes and things like that. But that was yeah. one thing I was like, I don't feel like people yeah. would have like harped on that as much. I <laughs> fat phobia was kind of just like seeping out of every mm-hmm. pore yeah. in the early aughts. It like really, I mean, it's like we look back and I'm like, hmm, I wonder why so many of my friends like struggled with X, right. Y, and Z. And it's because it was just literally everywhere. Oh, yeah. It was so bad. And it was just no one even thought anything of it Mm-mm. at the time. I guess that's the thing I took away that I was like, that didn't age that well. But I was actually impressed at how much kind of still was, I guess, fine up to today's standards. Yeah, and we covered Never Been Kissed last <laughs> week. So I think that the bar was just so low for me because that movie's literally about a teacher falling in love with what he thinks is his 17-year-old student. So God, compared yeah. to that, I was like, my God, this movie holds up. Well done. <laughs> I also think the other thing that holds up, like you said, Janine, is the yellow dress because (laughs) that to me, like what an impossible dress for like a normal human being to wear because that fabric, like if you're not Kate Hudson, that is not going to look like that on you. I also was always jealous because as someone with a shockingly high butt crack, like it just was never (laughs) going to be in the cards for me to like be able to pull that off. But yeah, seeing it today i'm like oh that literally could be on the red carpet that could be seen like at an award show today so for me that was like oh shit this is still iconic in a way that translates today right that's not even just for the nostalgia oh an iconic nostalgia like it literally is a timeless look maybe i'll recreate that look for my birthday (laughs) i would love to see that Thank you. Thank you. So, Janine, thank you again so much for coming. Let everybody know where they can follow you, where they can find you. Um, I'm on TikTok and Instagram. And if you just look up Retro Avocado, you will find me there. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you again so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We will talk to you later. Love, Love you like a sister. sister. Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and TikTok. 
And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at OnoChels on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash one. And go to IamTheCuteOne.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk, Talk to, to you later. later. Love you Love like a sister. sister. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.